You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. We hope you've had a wonderful holiday season and that your 2023 is getting started off on the best possible foot. And hopefully you uh, you got some rest and got some time to enjoy family and friends over these last couple of weeks. Greg and I are still doing that. We're not quite back in the office yet. So we wanted to revisit some more of our favorite interviews from the 2022 season. And we thought that we would uh, get you a coach and a position player. So Walt Weiss, uh, bench coach for the Braves, really, really fun interview with him. I, I remember that once we were, we were done recording, we sat there and kept talking with him for another 20 or 30 minutes. And I just thought, gosh, I wish we kept the mics on for that because he's just such an interesting guy. But uh, really, really fun interview with that that we're going to revisit as well as uh, my chat with Ozzy Albies talking about his uh, his foundation, the Ozzy Albies Foundation. Listening to Ozzy talk about his love of animals and pets and the work that he and his girlfriend are doing with uh, with his his foundation is is really, really, it was just a great chat with him. And I hope you'll, you'll check it out if you didn't the first time. And if you did, hey, it was a really fun chat. So maybe you should listen to it again. All right. Well, before we get into it, we want to talk about, of course, our great partner, Jostens, jostens.com slash Braves. You can head over there, check out all of the great merchandise inspired by the Atlanta Braves 2021 World Series Championship ring, all kinds of gear over there for whatever kind of jewelry you're looking for, even uh, the, you know, you got to get the paperweight. If you haven't gotten that yet, that's, of course, Greg and I've spoken about that at length. That's our favorite. So Jostens.com slash Braves, head on over there and check it out. Uh, So let's get right into it. Here he is, Atlanta Braves bench coach. Walt Weiss. Well, hey, uh, Walt, uh, thanks for joining us today on Behind the Braves. Uh, it's a pleasure. I know we've had you on our list for a while to talk to. We see you down there in the dugout all the time, and um, we know what what kind of work you put in. But uh, especially in light of the All-Star game that just happened, uh, the World Series, uh, you know, winning the World Series, and then now Alumni Weekend's coming up. So uh, you, you checked the box in multiple levels for us, and we were looking forward to speaking with you. And, man, I, I, I think back about your career and I didn't realize but I was graduating high school the year you got drafted 1985 but uh, the teams that you were on those those uh, late 80 Oakland teams were phenomenal and of course who will ever forget the 1988 um, World Series there I know what did 89 was great for you guys 88 wasn't but when I think about that 88 team I'm sitting down at Hooters and I've just been an extended <laughs> I was not an extended spring I was in um, uh, what do you do after the season destructionally yeah. right so I'm in, in Destruction League, and I'm there. It's my first foray into Pro Bowl. I just finished, um, you know, A-ball, and I'd just been drafted. And, and so we're watching it, and I'm just like, what a great series. I'm watching Hershiser just mow guys down at the end of the season, and then what a great series that was. What do you remember most about those late 80s teams? Yeah. Because obviously being Rookie of the Year and, and um, doing some things that you did, you had, a, you had a great opportunity to play with some great players. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing up the Kirk Gibson thing again. <laughs> That's been haunting me. We all have that. We it's all been have that. me for you for decades. No, nobody else has brought that up. I still, I, I still, yeah. I still wake up with cold sweats in the yeah, middle of the night over that one. But uh, no, those late '80s teams, uh, man, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. It was, what a way to break into the big leagues! Um, three World Series in a row, my first three years, mm-hmm. and uh, with you know one of one of the one of the best teams in in, in the game at the time. A lot of characters, studs. Uh, but it, you know what? It was a really hard nosed group. I know uh, Ricky Henderson 
Anderson and, and, and Jose Canseco got, they grabbed most of the headlines and they had a, you know, they had some flash to their game. But I got to tell you, you know, most of that group was a blue collar group. Oh, you know, yeah. we're talking Carney about Lansford. Carney Lansford and Terry Steinbach mm. and McGuire and Gallego, Tony Phillips, uh, you know, on the mound, Dave Stewart and Bob Welch, Eckersley. I mean, these guys, what a way for a young kid mm. uh, to break in and learn the game. Mm. Um, you know, it was sink or swim for me because it was a very veteran team and I was a rookie at short. Um, and I had to learn on the job fast and, and the bar was was high. So, you know, it, it I think it accelerated, you know, my development um, at the big league level of uh, being around guys like that and being around mm-hmm. a manager like, like Tony Russa. Well, and I, I, f- I feel a lot of what you're saying because my I was the only rookie on the team in 1993 with the Braves. I think you were with the Marlins at that time. And there's something about being with that kind of a group, how they kind of all take you under their wing. And I think about Dave Henderson, too. I mean, he was one guy that, um, I mean, they just flat out every position. But that, I guess it could be a sink or swim, but I just felt like that it was more of, uh, it, it was positive for me, even though you could feel a lot of pressure kind of coming in pitching behind Smoltz and Maddox every night, and then you're having to play shortstop when Dave Henderson, I mean, when, uh, you know, those guys are expecting you to turn a double play ball and in a very tough position, shortstop, in the in the big leagues so uh, just I look back that and, and the reason why I bring that up is when I think about all the World Series that you were in you know and and that you won one World Series as a player you won one as a coach right yes and it's just not that easy right uh-huh. I, yeah. I was there on those teams right 91 92 93 I mean we went through the whole 14 you know straight division yeah. titles we won one and then you were on unbelievable teams and you won one it's just not that easy and just talk about that as it relates to that and then also what you saw from from our current team right. here last year. Yeah, you're exactly right, Mac. It's so difficult to to win it all to be the last team standing at this level, at any level to win a championship. But at, at, at in professional sports to win a to win a championship, I tell people it's 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 almost impossible. That's how hard it is, <laughs> you know. And um, you know, I've, I've I've been fortunate, man. I've been I've been in six World Series. You know, four four as a player, two as a coach, because uh, I. I I was special special assistant to the GM slash extra coach when the Rockies were there in 07. So that was that was my other one. But now I've won two two of the six. But everything. I mean, you you have to do everything well. Uh, any any weakness that that you have gets exposed that let late in the season. And everyone has to be playing well, you know, in, in all aspects. And and uh, you know, you brought up uh, our 21 team. We we did that, you know. And I, I think people people look at that 21 Braves team and say, oh man, in 88 win team shouldn't have won the world <laughs> series but you know we were a different team the last couple of months of the, of the season we were we were one of the best teams in the game i think i want to say third best record overall in all in all of baseball the last couple of months it was a very different team you know obviously the trade deadline acquisitions but at the same time we got healthy it was like a perfect storm you know and 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 our, and then our and our, at the same time, our bullpen went to another level. So all those things happened at the same time. And, you know, uh, the byproduct was a world championship. But uh, I, I, I think uh, I have I had more perspective, better perspective. We were older, right, Mac? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, I had better perspective and I think a better even appreciation uh, this time around. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been a while since I won as a player. It was 89, you know, the earthquake series when we won. It had been a long time. But I, 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 I felt like I appreciated it more this time, even though I wasn't 
on the field performing. You just have you just have better perspective, uh, and, and hopefully we're wiser as we get older. <laughs> and, and as a player, you're you're so caught up in the moment, you're so caught up in in performing that I don't think you can. You, you have tunnel vision, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think you can. Maybe uh, you have the uh, the awareness that you do uh, from a coaching aspect, and and like I said, with experience under your belt. So I came away from this one going, man, I can't believe how hard that was. Number one, and I can't believe how rewarding it was. I, I think I've heard Snit and Wash and EY and all of you guys at one point or another in interviews allude to the coaching staff uh, that you guys have and how how strong and tight-knit you guys are. Having been a manager and have been a coach for a number of years now, you talk about how hard it is to win a World Series. How hard is it to develop a bond among a coaching staff where everybody is truly pulling in the same direction? Because we know on the surface of things of every team, that's how it's supposed to go. But they're like anything else, business, there are people who you're supposed to be on a team. They could be pulling for themselves. It seems like you guys have that bond where everybody is working for the same goal. How hard is that to develop on a coaching staff? It is difficult. You know, I think people take that for granted. Um, we have a lot of like-minded guys in that room. That doesn't mean there's groupthink going on. We all bring different things to the table. But I think uh, there's a lot of wisdom in that coaching room for being in uniform for a number of years. You combine that with the information that's now available to us these days, with all the data that comes from upstairs. I think, you know, Alex Antopoulos has done an outstanding job being being the point man there that has, has helped blend the wisdom that comes from experience in uniform and experience in the dugout, combining that with the with, with the information to to really really hit that sweet spot. I think that's you know one of the reasons for our success here the, the last uh, five years. I certainly believe it was it was the reason why it was accelerated. You know we weren't supposed to win a division in 18. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were supposed to be a year or maybe two years away from something doing something like that. But I do think the way we work together from top down. I think really accelerated uh, the success of this club, and, and now it, it, we've been able to sustain it. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons. And, and you know, um, Alex and Snit and, and the guys that are in charge—they've done a great job of, of blending all, all those aspects mm-hmm. together. How, how was it to experience the uh, the All Star Game as as a group yeah. out there? <laughs> well, you know, I got to be honest with you. I mean, leading up to the All Star break, you're looking you're, you're looking for four days off. Right. <laughs> right. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that. Right. But I also knew that once I got out there, it was going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it was. And I would do it again. I would do it again every year. Um, that's how cool it was. And, and you know, my, my four boys uh, got to come out there. They're older now, but they got to be on the field with me in, in, in the home run derby. And that, you know, that, that gave me a lot of joy, too. So to be around them in, 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 in that environment. And uh, they, they were taking pictures with all the big, the, the big boys, you know. And uh, <laughs> so a lot of great memories. But it was just really cool, you know. One of the one of the things I really enjoyed about the couple of days there was, you know, I spent a lot of time in Snit's office. You know, we we game plan even for All Star game. We had we had to figure out how we were going <laughs> to get everybody in the game and 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 kind of map out the uh, the game plan. Well, you know, he's he's in Dave Roberts' office because we're in L.A. and Dave Dave Roberts was there, you know, uh, helping us out. So and and as well as David Martinez from the Nationals. So the four of us spent a lot of time in that in that in Dave's office together, just talking ball mm-hmm. and. And, 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 you know, not any particular topic, 
Like it wasn't all about the all-star game. It was just, we were just, it was just good ball talk. And, and I really enjoyed that. The four of us kind of, you know, uh, just bouncing things off each other, uh, getting opinions, you know, that type of thing. That, that, that was really cool. And, and then uh, having some conversations with the players, I'd get, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, I, you know, I, I always thought the world of him. I, you know, that was confirmed even more after having a conversation with him. Uh, Kyle Schwarber had, had a good conversation with him. So those, those little sidebars were really cool to get to know guys that you compete against. And you know how we're wired, Mac. When guys are on our team, we, we automatically don't like them. You know, <laughs> if right. we don't know them, we don't like them. Yeah. So, so it, 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 was, it was really cool to see the other side of those guys. Yeah, it, that sounds really special. And one thing I've, I've uh, recognized is, is working with all the alumni over the years is that you can get together with a group of guys that you know you played a little bit of time with or maybe you didn't because there's a pretty big span of of alumni but you can just talk ball you know and it's kind of fun to pitchers and catchers and all that kind of stuff and you just you can go right back to that I don't care when it's been and it's cool that you you did that of course on a different level but you guys are all alumni too right and you all played so you have a a bunch of experiences and I think that you know you were an all-star and I'm sure your experience was totally different than (laughs) as an all-star as a player versus all-star as a coach so and it's and the one thing I do know that's consistent is that every alumni says that my kids didn't get to experience me as a a ball player but as an alumni they get to come back and be a part of what's going on here and and so I I kind of understand that a little bit and it's always pretty special yeah absolutely um you know uh just that bond that like Mm -hmm. you said Mac is it it, it never goes away especially if if you've won a championship together Mm -hmm. you know that that, that's for life man I mean and, and, and it could be 20 years later but uh, it, it's like no time had passed oh, yeah. once you get back together. And that, that's that's it's one of those special things in life, right? Yeah, well, that 95 team, we have it. And we just, unfortunately, we just lost one of our teammates, Dwight Smith, yesterday morning uh, from that team. But you're right. Any of those guys, when we talk, it's just a different conversation because you know that you did something together that not many people have ever done. And then you there was a struggle to it. Mm-hmm. And then there was a result to that struggle. And because there was plenty of teams that we've been on. I mean, I think about 99, you know, it was a tough one. I think about 96 for me. They were tough that you struggled, but then nothing happened from it, right? right. You, you got to go to the World Series, but you didn't win it. So you didn't reap the rewards for it. And even though you're kind of close with those guys, there's nothing like, you know, when you when you're when you win it all with the team it's a it's a lifelong connection there's no doubt about it yeah so i know fans see you every every night they're watching tv or they're here at the ballpark they see you sitting right there with snit they see you on the field before the game but i i bet a lot of them probably don't know what like what a day in the life of a major league bench coach entails so what is a as typical as a as a day in the professional sports can be what does a typical day look like for you well um you know there's a lot of paperwork involved which is not not my not my <laughs> my strong suit i had i had that <laughs> <laughs> I'm developing on the job, you know, uh, with, with the organization and the, and, and the paperwork. You know, uh, the first thing when when uh, when Snick gets to the to the yard, you know, I go in there and we 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 hash out a lineup, you know, and we and we 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 go back and forth, you know, and and, and kind of go over all the what ifs, you know, uh, pinch hitting scenarios and that type of thing. So we try to construct the lineup in a way that you know gives us gives us uh, any advantage that we can get. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm in charge of the daily schedule. 
schedule. You know, in, in spring training, uh, Salfasano and myself, we team up and we, we coordinate the entire spring training program, which which is a handful. You know, we're, 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 usually, we're usually there. To, uh, we get there when it's dark and we leave when it's dark in spring training. They're long days, but good days. Um, and then, you know, like I said, a lot of, a lot of organizing during the season. Um, you know, I, I, we, we, we have a meeting an hour before every game, myself, Snit, uh, Cranny, and Drew French, our bullpen coach. And we go, we, we go over, uh, again, scenarios with our bullpen that night. Who's available? Who's down? Uh, we, we just bring up scenarios. Okay, sixth inning, one run lead. We're at this part of the order. Who are we going to? So all the moves that, that you see Snit making during, during the game with the bullpen, we've already talked about those and, and we've already gone through them and, and, and it's just playing out in front of our eyes. You know, now sometimes obviously uh, it doesn't always go as planned and you, you got to adjust on, on the fly. But for the most part, we, 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 we have a pretty good idea of how things are going to go, <laughs> you know, whether, you know, we're ahead, behind or we're tied. We, we have a pretty good idea how, how we're going to work that bullpen. I get a lot of information from upstairs and I'll, I'll share that with Snit. You know, a big part of my job is trying to create favorable matchups for us. <laughs> so I'm looking for the matchups. You know, I'm looking for, you know, uh, our, our, our pinch hitter against their bullpen, uh, when to do that, you know, what time of the game, those types of things. And I'm, I'm always in snits here over, over the course of the game. We're, we're bouncing stuff back and forth uh, for a good part of nine innings, you know. So I work, I, I work very closely with snit. And, uh, and the, other, the other part of my job, like I said, is, is, is organizing the day mm. uh, for the club. So do you get information from, like, Jason Paré? So we've yeah, had Jason, him on the Jason Paré, Adam Sonneband, uh, and, and, and uh, Doug, Doug Walker, that team upstairs, they, they, there's a lot of bright guys, um, mm-hmm. and they, they do a really good job. And like I said, we work really well together. It's not, that's not the case everywhere in the game where, sure. there, where there's, 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 there's a lot of turf wars, you know, between upstairs and downstairs. Uh, that, that's fairly common in the game, and, 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 and egos and power trips are involved and, and there's none of that here hmm. I mean the, the, the beauty of Alex Anthopoulos is Alex has no ego he has zero ego and he loves baseball he loves to talk baseball he respects uh, the people around him he, he talks to him respectfully uh, he values your opinion and so it's real easy to talk to to Alex hmm. and, and it, it's not always easy to talk to your GM <laughs> you know a lot of times a GM walks around everyone gets kind of stiff you know but it's the complete opposite with Alex and I think a big part of it is, you know, he's there's just there's just no ego involved. Yeah. He doesn't have to win the conversation. You know, he, he doesn't have to always be right. And I think again, that's what that's a big part of what makes this thing tick. You know, we, we, when, as it relates to all of us in there, the coaches upstairs, it's a it's a it's a wonderful team. Well, that doesn't surprise me, just because I know Snit, and I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, I think you guys reflect his personality, even though you guys are all different. But the way you know, and then. We've had Alex on plenty of times, and we know how Alex is, and so none of that surprised me. But it is amazing how Alex has put together a group of veteran guys who all played, and then you've got this highly, you know, uh, analytic group up, 
stairs and how you guys have worked together to to produce you know just favorable things you know on the field all the time and and i mean you got to give them a lot of credit because there's some intangibles there that people don't know about it's like what you're just saying it's maybe it's the personality of alex and and snid and you guys and how you guys have all worked together that you can't that's that's an ingredient that's just like i said it's like an intangible that that makes it all work i think so and i think i think there's a there's a respect you know from the players you know toward the group because you know most of us have had careers and we, we walked in their shoes i think that's part of it it's not not saying that you you know you, you, a player is not going to respect a guy that that hasn't played but i i, I do think there's a there's an empathetic element to to that relationship that that helps you know for sure um and and so that the, the the respect goes both ways up and down the the chain of command mm-hmm. uh last question for me it's an easy one are y'all gonna do it again this <laughs> <laughs> million dollar question right, i always right. get a kick i always tell people well you know any regardless of the yeah. sport you know you're watching the super bowl you're watching nba right. you know i said watch at some point after they they're celebrating here and they're doing their interviews someone's gonna ask can, right. can oh, you do it again God. You know, you know, it's always looking for more. But that's 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 the nature of professional sports. Right. You know what? We got a good team. We got a good team again. Uh, We're going to be in the picture as we showed last year. You know, we were supposed to get swept in every in all three of the series postseason series. You know, most of prognosticators, we were supposed to get swept by Milwaukee, certainly by the Dodgers and then by the Astros. (laughs) And and we end up winning it all. So like everyone says, anything can happen once you get there. But you got you got it. You got to get a seat at the table. And. You know, I'm, I'm confident we'll have a seat at that table, and uh, it's a bit, it's a pretty battle-tested group. We've been through a lot, you know, particularly last year, and 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 then again this year, we we've been through a lot, um, and now it's crazy. It just seems like overnight we went from the youthful team to like this, uh, you know, the, the, this battle-scarred group that has that accomplished and experienced so much in the game and in, in, in such a short time. And but I think it's going to be uh, that that experience is going to be valuable uh, this year. Well, I think you, everybody can see that there's something different about this team. And I think it's because of what we've seen over these last four years, right? And it's the, the group that's coaching. It's the group that's in the front office. It's mm-hmm. it's coming back when everybody thought they were dead on the mat, right? And um, those are the little things that, I mean, I think about those Cardinal teams. They kept coming in. They came out of nowhere and they end up, you know, or the Giant teams mm-hmm. where they were winning. They were on that string of wins. And, um, you know, I, I felt that, I think these guys are a professional group right they just they don't get too high they don't get too low they just come to every day to the game and they're ready to win and that's what it takes right yeah and 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 winning winning is important to them now that sounds kind of generic like of oh you know of course well as we know mac that's that's not the most important thing (laughs) you know to at at this level sometimes you know uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of other things uh grabbing your attention and and uh, you can get lost and and your priority priorities can get out of whack Mm. but uh that that's another thing about this group winning is still really important to them and and that's a huge competitive advantage when you when you have a group Mm -hmm. uh that feels that way that's awesome well hey thanks for spending some time with us i know you got work to do so uh thanks for stopping by yeah anytime (laughs) i appreciate it man all right next up on this best of 2022 volume two edition of behind the braves atlanta Braves second baseman ozzy albies It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Ozzy, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on Behind the Braves. Uh, you, you do all this great work with the Ozzy Albies Foundation, and I want to get into that. Before that, though, I know the fans will be mad at me if I don't ask you first. Just how's the foot feeling? How's the recovery going? Uh, everything is going great. And, uh, you know, I'm planning to be with the, with the team as best as possible I can. Um, I'm doing my rehab every day. Things are going well. And I just don't have a set time yet, but... That's, we're going in the right. We're moving into the right direction. Well, that's great. Well, we can't wait to see you back out there. Okay, so I, I follow the Ozzy Albies Foundation on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Uh, I was checking out the website. This is it's truly incredible work that you and your girlfriend are doing. Uh, what? Let's start at the beginning. What made you want to start the Ozzy Albies Foundation? So I'm a big fan of animals. I gotta admit it. I have five dogs at home. I got more than a hundred fish at home. I'm building a, I'm building a koi pond right now. Um, I just like to, you know, when I get home after a long day, relax, play with them, enjoy the moment and just, you know, like regroup myself. And um, it started where we were talking, me and, me and Harry were talking about what can we do to help anyone in the community of Atlanta, even if it is making packages for homes, kids, baseball camps, um, dog situation, whatever it, it is. And I'm like, I like dogs. You know that. We, I love dogs. We have five. We want to get more as the years are coming. And I'm, you know, more into this time in the off season. I want to get more, more dogs as possible. And we built a whole shed area for them. So... They can just take care of themselves. They can stay loose. They can enjoy themselves better than being in the shelter, obviously. So um, that's how we started it. We're kind of talking about it first. And then she's like, all right, you, I do everything. You just go play ball, baseball and focus on your baseball. I will help you with anything you need. So that's how it started. And it's going really well. Yeah, the, it, it seems to be going well. What are some of the things you guys have been doing? I know from a couple of times working on the social media side, we've helped out a little bit with some posts. Like you've actually had some dogs out like to games and have been adopted at games. Is that correct here at Truist yes. Park? Yes, correct. So what I was about to do is help every every time I have like an off day and I have nothing going on, I would love to go to like a shelter and bring a dog home with me keep it for a couple of weeks till somebody adopted that's what we wanted that's what that's the plan right now and that's what we're trying to do so end up being that she's set up where the dog can come to the field and get adopted at the, at the game so i was like that's awesome we can do it if if they give us the possibility for doing it why not do it i'm, I'm open so that's how we started doing we did it like three or four times already and has been going really well people adopt them they have a better home and all that makes me as happy and obviously the dog too. I mean, to me, they're not even dogs anymore. They're more as human than dogs, they're family. Yeah, that's, I hear you on that. I grew up on a farm and we had, in addition to farm animals, we always had at least one dog and one cat, like always. That's <laughs> yeah, it's, the it's way fun. my life is. It is, they be, they're like, they become part of your family. Like the love, exactly. the love there that's shared is real. So I, I love that you're, uh, that's what I, you're doing. I do, mine, mine sits with me. He wants to eat breakfast with me every time I'm sitting there. 
lunch, dinner, whatever it is, he wants to be beside me 24-7. That's how, how the personality and, you know, the energy, everything connects. And now if I'm leaving the house, it's crying every time I'm leaving. Did you did you always did you grow up with with dogs as as yes. a child? Yeah. Yes, I grew up with dogs, with fish, with birds, everything. My grandfather was a big, big, huge animal guy, and I think he just passed it along to me. <laughs> how how much upkeep were birds? I have to ask. They seem like they're really cool, but they seem like there would be a lot of uh, upkeep with birds. Um, well, the one we had was the one that they kind of talk back to you. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they called him here, but they called him Loro, where I'm from. And they just, I mean, they're just amazing. You talk, you, you feed him in the morning. When he wants more food, they kind of like scream, keep screaming at you, water. They like to be messy. They like to do that, though. They like to go into their water uh, bucket and just swim in it, lay in it. Yes, it's crazy. That's all. So you have, you said you have five dogs right now. And I know, I know Poochie. I follow Poochie the Brave on Instagram, which I think was originally Poochie. And now it's like, it's all, is it all of the dogs now kind of share that account? Is that how that works? Yes. Yes. We use that account for all the dogs just because, I mean, if you go and use one account for each, it's going to end up being 10 accounts or 15 accounts. <laughs> so that's why we were like, no, just, let's just use this account. And she does a great job on, on social media for, for the dog page and the foundation. So they can keep running smoothly and we keep helping all the people in the community. Like we do donations for like crate donation, food donation. Every time somebody is really need and help, you know, like I remember I do giveaways like they can do get a sign ball, a crate and a shirt, something like that, just to keep it moving and let people know that, hey, we, we don't. It's, it's sad seeing dogs on the street by themselves. You know, they can car accident, they kill them, stuff like that. I've seen it happen before, and it's, it's just sad. Yeah, it is. Well, and that's another thing I wanted to touch on, ozzyalbysfoundation.org. It's not just adoption. You guys have resources there for, well, shelters for adoption and, and all things adoption-related, but also animal care and animal protection and yes. brands and companies that you guys support or endorse or like. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly, it seems like it's grown just beyond the adoption thing. I mean, you guys, this is, this is a full on foundation. Me personally like to adopt them because I want yeah. them to have a better home. Like I, I adopted Bobbles early this year. He's a mini uh, pity. And man, if I tell you the relationship we have right now, you probably don't think you probably think I'm lying to you. It's <laughs> phenomenal. We're Every time he see only me, he gets super excited. He jumps, he jumps, like trying to jump over the fence just to see me, to jump on me. That's how crazy we, we got connected. And when he see my girl or my girl's mom, he's, he's still happy, but it's not the same happy that he does when he see me. And it's just, that's when I'm like, okay, he was really appreciating what I did for him. Because when I see him the first time, he was just like in the shelter, all like a little sad, wasn't all happy, but now, Oh man, it's a different dog. <laughs> it's a different. That's when I moved in with my fiance, she has a cat and it's taken me a couple of years, but I started bribing her by feed her. I, I would purposely get home a little earlier so I could feed her so that she would start liking me more. And now I've kind of got her to where she wants to sit with me more. And I don't exactly. think that's going to work out well with my fiance, yeah. but, when, but I love Pucci, that cat. Yeah. With Pucci, the small one, if I'm not home, he sleeps away from her. When 
I'm home, he sleeps in the middle of me and her. <laughs> He's obsessed. What do do any of your all right, just to relate it to baseball a little bit, do any of your dogs like to play catch or fetch or anything like that? What are their, their favorite things? Pucci and Max. Pucci and Max, the golden doodle, you can throw the ball for 30 minutes long and they will not stop. Those two are the most energized dog I have owned and I've seen. They don't stop. Max, I think, is the, the most crazy one, though. He's the good crazy one. He likes to... Great stuff. He likes to jump everywhere. He he has no setbacks, but he's the one that listens too. So that's good. Or when he's hyper, good luck. <laughs> good luck. All right. I, I did want to ask, you mentioned at the beginning about you have a lot of fish. Do you have like ballpark? How many fish do you think you have roughly? Roughly, I'll say, oof, I'll say 100 plus. Wow. Yes. How many? How many tanks? Is there one big tank, or there multiple? I have, tanks? I have, uh, I have three big tanks, and in one of them I have like thirty of them. In the other one I have like sixteen, and then I have a smaller tank, a seventy-five gal- gallon that have a lot of common goldfish, small baby feeders. I have at least fifty of them in there. Okay. How are the do the dogs ever do they ever sit there and stare at the fish like trying to figure out how they're going to get in there? (laughs) Yes, Bobbles, the one I adopted this year, wants to play. He wants to play with them, but he can't reach. Like, (laughs) you will break my aquarium if he jumps in there. (laughs) He he jumped before and stand on top of the aquarium and just like staring, like I want you, like chasing. Yes, (laughs) he did. Yes, he did. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Ozzy, I, I don't want to take too much of your time, and I do appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, I do want to ask, how how um, what are the best ways for the fans to get, or fans or people in the Atlanta area that are interested in helping with the foundation? What are some things that they can do to, to get involved? Um, go on Ozzy Albies Foundation on Instagram or Ozzy Albies Foundation on the website, on Google, and ask any question you, you have. They will respond as quick as possible they can. And from there, we can do anything that we like to do. Either it is, you know, get stuff people don't use anymore, donate it to a family that needs it. If your dog needs even surgery-wise, like we can do whatever is possible in any way to help make a family better because it's sad to see somebody that doesn't have the funds or the way to get to a hospital like a animal hospital and not passed away or has to live for his whole life with you know with some stress worry about something that's not right on his body it's not i think it's not just not fair so for us we can if we can help in anything we will try to do our best for it well, that's awesome, Ozzy. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the work you're doing. And uh, on behalf of all of our listeners and Braves fans, we're, we can't wait to see you back out on the field here soon. Thank you. And I will see you guys soon on the field also. 